What's going on? It's your boy Nick's Man to be here live from the MMB Radio Studios for the MMB Radio Podcast. Where no topic is too big or too small. We talk about them all. And on the lines on today's episode is a man that every time he steps into a squared circle, it's a movie. Like literally, it becomes a movie. He entertains fans nationwide. And tonight we're going to learn a little bit more about him. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know too much about him. But he just gives this intriguing mystique about him that I just got to ask all these questions and find out more about him. So on the lines right now, I want to welcome in Movie Mike. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Pleasure, pleasure to be on, man. Good, good. And, and I mean, like, like first, like, do you, like, what do you just go by, Mike? Do you go by Movie? Like, what, like, how do, like, what do people call you? I, I go. Uh, close friends call me uh, Movie. Uh, my viewers call me your filmmaker or my filmmaker. Um, so you can call me whatever you like. You want to call me Mike, and you know. All right. Well, I, I mean, really, you know, I guess you know, like close friend level now. You know what I mean? I'll just call you Movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll work. We'll work up to that. We'll work up to that. <laughs> um, but a little background for everybody who is wondering, like, how I came across your work and you know your, your stuff inside the wrestling ring. One night, just watching Fight TV, like two, three in the morning. I just turned this stuff on because you know I'm just like I'm bored. I can't sleep. Like, let me find out what's going on. And I watched some of the indie stuff, and I saw you performing in like i guess it was denver colorado on a promotion and i'm just like wow like this guy is just he's, he's amazing he's got all you know the athletic ability he's got the charisma and everything and i'm like i gotta find out more about him so hopefully today we're gonna find out more about you and who you are and hopefully people that also are tuning in who already know who you are or don't know who you are, are gonna find out a little bit more about you yeah, you know, um, yeah, the promotion I I had uh, traveled to uh, to shoot some scenes was uh, DCW Devotion Championship Wrestling. It's a very good promotion, very good company, and I like the system that they um, they're doing right now. But um, yeah, originally, um, how I got my start into uh, professional wrestling was um, in 2014. My friend had just like passed away. His name was Shaquan Boston. His uh, nickname we called him uh, Bean. So I was I'm, I was like going to Cape Fear Community College. I hated college. I didn't want to go to school. I was only doing it because my stepdad wanted me to do it. And my friend was giving me a ride. And he was like, oh, what you about to do? And since you're not about to do college, I said, I'm about to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and be a wrestler. He told me, if you're going to do it, man, like, go ahead and do that shit. Like, go ahead and do it. Don't let nothing, like, hold, like, hold you back or anything. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he had died. So I was like, yo, this, I, this, like, I really need to go. I can't wait. So the new year come in, I got to go ahead and go right now. So I had went like the last week of December. No, sorry, I went in the middle week of December. And then the next week, it was Christmas and holidays. So it was closed down and whatnot. So I, I'm originally from Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, Screen Gym Studios. So, um, so yeah, and I had moved to Charlotte to train with Hotspots in George South. So, so- what experience, like, growing up did you have with pro wrestling? Were you always a pro wrestling fan? Like, how did you come to that decision that, you know, I'm going to be a, a wrestler? Man, honestly, look, I wanted to be the first black Batman, right? Wrestling was my backup plan. I was going to be the Dark Knight, you know, <laughs> trying to save the city of Wilmington, North Carolina. But my mother told me, you know, 
you can't you can't be Batman. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking? <laughs> gotta about? Gotta love that parent support. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love it. You, you crushed my dream at five years old. Five you can't old. be the I'm first like, black what, what Batman. Do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, she couldn't even, she couldn't at least help me out and be like, you can at least, you know, maybe you can get a movie role being the first black Batman, or maybe a, a animated series of being uh, like something. She, no, she said, no, you can't do it. How you and can't so even be like, Lego right, Batman? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then so I, so she, she was like, oh, what, what else do you know you want to be? And I ain't never want to be no Spotify that like that. Nothing against them. I mean, I just this never, never was my thing. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. She was like, oh, okay. And, and she just thought it was a phase. And so one day I was looking through the channel, and I had seen a steel cage match on Raw in, like, 2000. I was like, oh, okay, then, like, this is this is cool. Because I've always seen, like, posters and shit like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be somewhere big. I'm going to be, a, like, a big star somewhere. I don't know how. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to be a big star. And I seen the poster, and I was like, oh, you guys, see, this is what I want to do. And I watched Raw, and it was, like, the main event. I watched. I'm like, yo, this is so cool. This is this is this is real good. And then um, two years later, I didn't I didn't like did not watch wrestling at all. Like, I didn't watch wrestling for two years. And then um, like 2002, my aunt was like wrestling on, and I was like, what channel? What channel? And I went to the channel, and I was like, all right, let's get this, you know, uh, another shot. And then um, and I watched it. It was uh, my actual first full match. Really was The Rock versus Ric Flair. That was my first full match that I've watched. And so from 2002 to all the way now, you know, that what got me into it. Well, let that be a testament to everybody out there that you may not be able to be Batman, but you can be a pro wrestler. So it's not as far-fetched yeah. as you may think. So growing up, you're what's watching... Funny about, what's funny about that, I did a, I did a match for CWF, so I kind of put my mother wrong. I put I had a Batman mask on and I had to yell cut whatever. I was beating the guy up and I rolled out the ring and I put the Batman mask on and I said action and I tried to jump off the top rope and the guy caught me in the stomach. So I kinda was Batman for like maybe like two minutes and then I was like, I'm getting my ass whooped. I gotta go ahead and stop this Batman shit. <laughs> so so I kinda was Batman. So yeah. So you see you fulfilled your dream that early in your in your pro wrestling career. Uh <laughs> I got to be Batman for two minutes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, growing up watching the wrestling, I mean, were, were there wrestlers that you you mimicked and, you know, were influenced by? I mean, you said your first mat, full match you watched were Ric Flair and The Rock. Now, there's two two greats right there. I mean, you can learn a shitload of wrestling just by watching those two guys, you know, go at it. But were there uh, wrestlers that you gravitated to? Um. Yeah, um, Randy Orton. He's um, one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro. He's also one of my favorite wrestlers. I actually did a video with the Pope, and I also uh, talked to the Pope uh, for a little bit and get some insight on on his opinions and his views of um, of wrestling, even even with my um, movie Mike thing. And uh, Rob Van Dam, and also also Sheamus. Okay. I, I was a, I was a big Sheamus head, so yeah. So that's I like, used to I used to be a a, a real big fan uh, of the Rock, but you know he, he like came back and and uh, it's like he kept doing basically like the same old stick. Like don't get me wrong, the Rock is great, but it's just like the same old stick. And I'm like, oh man, like, it's kind of getting run to the ground now. So <laughs> you start getting that same old shit chant going. <laughs> yeah, you just you just look and you listen to him like, man, he's great, but goddamn, I heard this in 2003. <laughs> like, so. 
so i mean you, you you're gonna go ahead and you want to be a pro wrestler and you you know you do training for it and obviously like you said your aunt was watching wrestling and your mother was you know supportive of it but what was the feedback from you know friends and other family when you told them that this is what you're going to do i mean you were going to college well let me ask what first what were you going to college for i was honestly going to college for uh like drama theater okay and uh i guess with the principal whatever you want to call it in college i, I don't know the actual correct terms for school but uh I had told her, like, yo, this is what I want to do. I'm going to transfer to, like, an action university. And this lady told me, you, you ain't, ain't going to be able to transfer with this uh, major you're trying to do. I said, huh? I was like, I was like, theater, drama? I was like, you know, you know people go to school and go to acting school and, you know, get actor. I said, this is my major. This is what I'm trying to do. She said, they're not going to accept you. So I had to switch my major. I was like, all right, I really don't want to go to school now. So I had to switch my major to business. Okay. And I, I, I was just, uh, I was like, I don't, this ain't gonna work. This, this not gonna work at all. But my friends, when I told my friends I wanted to be a wrestler, they thought it was a phase two. And some people was like, Oh, you want to do that third shit? And I'm like, Yo, it's not fake. It's that another. And I had them put them in chokeholds, and they realized that you know <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't fake and, and nothing like that. So, um, some of my friends were supportive when we got older. I mean, like 2013, 2014, that's when they got, like, kind of supportive. Just that, and I used to play, like, basketball a lot with my friends at the YMCA or the Martin Luther King Center. So, after a while, I had stopped playing basketball with them. I would play, like, maybe one game, and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and work out. And so, they are like, all right, go ahead and do that. And I'd come back, and then they'd be done playing basketball. So, that's how that really went. Now, with it, when you were deciding to be a wrestler, did you – do research on what schools you're going to go to like what like how is for somebody that might be in your shoes that wants to do this how did you determine where you were going to go to train like how did you know this is where i need to be this is what's best for me or do you just kind of just find something and just went with it um yeah i had did some research because i just didn't want to get trained by anybody originally i was going to go to uh Atlanta with mr hughes wa4 but it was it was just extremely expensive and at the time i did not have the budget that i kind of have now <laughs> so i was like i don't know if atlanta's a long stretch i don't know if i'm gonna do it i think it was like four, 1400 a month or something like that wow. I, I think it was like that and i was like oh my god that's just too much and then i was like let me see the wrestling schools in like north carolina and it was one in wilmington but it got shut down and then the second thing that pulled up was high spot and i seen a picture of george and uh, Rick Flair, so I was like, oh, okay, let me um, let me do more research on Jordan. He had worked like everybody, so I was like, no, this is the guy I need to go ahead and get trained by and go to. So that's how that came about. Now, how did you come up with the movie Mike character persona? Because the one thing I love about it is when you start your matches, that you do the countdown and it's action. You know, instead of the, the traditional yeah. ringing of the bell. So is this like a like a going back to the drama and theater days, like, what, like how'd that come about? Um, honestly, um, to me, it's not even really a, a character persona no more because my same friends that I hang around with, they used to do little stupid dumb shit in the neighborhood. And so I'm like, yo, before you do it, let me go ahead and record you real quick. So I take out my little iPhone and I record them doing something dumb or they're like, they playing basketball like out in the street, I'd be like, yo, hold on, let me, you about to dunk. All right, let me go ahead and get my camera. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
and I go ahead and record it right then and there. So, and then one day when I was traveling to uh, to to trainer, I was like, man, I need a name, man. I'm, I'm gonna be a larger life guy. I need to be a name. I need to, I need to get like a good name. And at first, you know, I was going with marvelous, marvelous micron. And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's not that's not hitting right. And I was like, what if I do movie micron? And I was like. I was like, I record all my friends doing wild, dumb shit, uh, dunking on people. So I'm like, I'm like, why don't you do movie micro? And then the first person that messed up my name, it was like, movie Malachi. I said, no, I'm going to just shorten it to movie Mike. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> shortening it to movie Mike. And then I came up with uh, the the filmmaker, uh, like, maybe two weeks afterwards. I was like, I need a nickname. I need a, I need a good nickname. And I was like, well, the filmmaker uh, go good. And then after a while, I stopped doing Doug. A lot of people do Doug do a lot and I just start doing your your filmmaking movie like so and plus I'm for I'm for my viewers I'm for my, I'm for my people so that's what's up so you were actually movie Mike before you even stepped into a, a ring yeah that's awesome and I like that the, the filmmaker and you know now the your filmmaker you know because it kind of goes hand in hand He's, you know you got the rainmaker you got the pain maker and now you got the filmmaker um so what is what was one of the struggles you had when you were training to become a pro wrestler? Like, I mean, obviously people watch wrestling and everybody thinks that they can just, you know, hop into a ring and, I mean, you could be the most athletic person in the world, but people tell me all the time, it's a whole nother, whole nother game. What was one of the biggest struggles for you? Man, shit, taking the hips off. <laughs> taking the hips off. I didn't take a, a correct hips off until six months into my training. Wow. And like and George didn't really give me a many, many uh, spots really because I couldn't take a hip toss. Because a lot of his training was involved just like around warm ups at first, and then he'd do like give you like simple stuff, and he'd give you moderate stuff, and then he'd give you like some actual long, long two minute spots to do. And but they they at least start with a hip toss. They at least be top or drop down hip toss. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't I, I couldn't even get the hip toss right. I got to go straight over. He used to stop training like you got to go straight over just like this, like this. And he's like, Cedric, come here for a second. Give him a hip toss. Even when Cedric gave me a hip toss, I couldn't even go straight over. I was still going to the side and shit. Almost mm-hmm. hit his knee. Like, 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 I was just bad. I was, that was my biggest struggle was taking the hip toss. So when after I got over that hip toss still, it kind of was my uh, my attitude. I kind of was, uh, um, I wasn't, well, I didn't have a bad attitude, but I just thought that, like, oh, no, I I got this. I know what I'm doing. I, I, I can do this. I'm ready for all things. I'm eager sometimes come off just a little arrogant or something like that but um but yeah i i, I say that maybe my attitude a little bit of the attitude and hip toss was my was my biggest struggle and plus um i wasn't athletic it's like a lot of the guys that was there man like uh big time y'all uh i also do a podcast with him he's a good good uh buddy of mine uh he was super athletic he's a big guy he was like at the time like 265 Super athletic in his first week, he was getting suplexes, uh, hip tosses, drop kicks, all this type of shit. And I'm going, man. man I, I got a guy named Ian Maxwell. He's a good friend of mine, too. Doing leapfrog, reverse leapfrogs, cross bodies, all that. And I'm just looking in the corner like, well, fuck, I'm still stuck on hip tosses. I mean, what, <laughs> what am I, I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't compete with this. And then the next, the next night was uh, Caleb Conley's training class and i had went there just to watch and i seen uh he used to wrestle at the time he also a good buddy of mine too his name is mason his name was mason maddox and he did like he jumped from the from the bottom rope 
to the second rope to the third rope, and he did a backflip. And I go, what the fuck am I doing here? That's all. That's all I said. Like, <laughs> I can't even get the simple stuff. Damn. I'm trying to do a lockup. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do a lockup. I'm trying to get the hip toss right. God, damn, I can't get the hip toss right. Y'all doing this? But yeah. but what I'm saying so, is it's crazy because when we watch when I was watching your your stuff, like I said, a couple matches that I've seen, I would have never noticed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like just smooth in the ring. I mean, obviously you've picked up a lot more since you know the first early days, but you would have never never guessed, you know, that you have a problems with you know a hip toss. Hip toss. <laughs> is oh god, it was, it was horrible. But you know. You got you got to struggle, you know, to to get to the glamour. You know what I'm saying? It also shows the hard work that you put in. Like like you said, I, um, and when you watch uh, my scene, that you know, I was athletic. Man, I wasn't athletic uh, first coming in. Man, honestly, when I was growing up. Man, I hit like fourth, fifth grade, and I was fat. And I was fat all the way to like 2000, 2018, really. 2017, I was losing weight, but man, I was still a chunky, uh, a chunky guy. So. So yeah, it took me basically like a three year little stretch from two thousand I'm gonna say two thousand fifteen to two thousand eighteen to really be like athletic to just do some of the things that I do now on set. So So how did you get to do your first wrestling match? Like the first match in front of an audience, kinda take us through the emotions and what that experience was like. Uh my my uh first scene that I've done at first, I was just, it was like out of carnival, not a carnival, but a uh, um, fair show. It was a fair show, mm-hmm. and it was like only an hour away from Charlotte. And I wasn't wrestling. Uh, Y'all was wrestling, and Ian was wrestling each other. And then uh, and George said, yeah, yeah, Cam, you just going to go ahead and watch. You know, you just you take down the ring. And he was teaching us how to take down the ring and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. So I thought, you know, since I ain't wrestling, you know, let me go ahead and get me an icy, get me some cotton candy, bought George an icy, whatever. 30 minutes later, George go, um, uh, he gave us nicknames. So he was like, oh, Cam Newton, uh, buddy, you wrestling. And like, I said, huh? <laughs> he, he's like, you wrestling. And I go, I said, okay, well, 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 well what's the match? He said, it's going to be a six-man. And um, uh, and it was the people that was in my six-man tag, it was me, Rob Killjoy, um, Aftershock, and like some other guys that I, I don't, oh, Kid Chaos and the other two guys I don't remember. Um. So he was there, and he was like, you have me here. And I was looking like, man, shit, I got these shorts. <laughs> and, he like, and he looked, and he was like, ah. So he went to go get me some gear, and it was some biker shorts and, like, some knee pads. And he was like, yeah, Cameron, he said, you just wear this, wear this tonight. And I was looking like, oh, my God. I, again, I'm chunky, so I'm not comfortable with my body. So I'm like, I got to wear this, and I got I, I to take my shirt off. So I kept my shirt on, and um, I put the, put the bikers on. And uh, George go, it's, it's a little tight. It's a little tight. It's okay, buddy. You're you gonna be out there for ten minutes. It's okay. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I get out there, and Rob has me in this in this hole. So I'm like, I'm trying to do something and move and move. So Rob just like legit slams my head to the mat and then does something to him. I'm going like, this is the worst experience ever. But one one time. In that, in that scene, I did a leapfrog, and George never seen me do a leapfrog. But the leapfrog didn't even matter because a couple of minutes later, I took a nasty DDT, landed straight on my dome piece, and I got to the back, and I was like, 
I was like, y'all see that leapfrog? Y'all see that leapfrog? They was like, no, I think you almost got killed at DET. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So, so that's how my first scene went. So they, uh, they always say your first time is not always your most memorable. But, I mean, when did you, like, feel comfortable enough that, you know, you were doing the movie mic thing, you felt comfortable in your own skin? And let me let me first also say, too, let this be a lesson to everybody. Make sure you have your gear with you everywhere you go. Because you never know when your number might be called and you might be going to a ring. <laughs> so, like, when when um, did you first, like, actually feel comfortable? Like, this is this is who I am. I feel established. I feel ready. You know, I'm not just being thrown into a match. Like, this is this is it. This is go time. Yeah. Um, so, I actually feel, like, re- really ready and comfortable with just me and my performance of life and bring to the to the industry, I was honestly, 2019, honestly, to me, that's when I really felt comfortable. 2018, I started really getting a name for myself, and in 2019, I was trying to really focus on the craft. Cause a lot of people tell me all the time, like, you got the, the entertainment as, aspect down, mm-hmm. you know, but you, sometimes your ring work can be a little shaky. It was like, it's cool that you can be entertaining, you know, you like charismatic but when it's time to actually like go in there and like work you know sometimes it's a little shaky so i had took that in consideration i had started like really focusing on the craft and so like around 2019 middle of 2019 i really felt comfortable with like i can do anything i can i can wrestle anybody even when i wrestled uh in minnesota um for uh, for showtime championship wrestling it was like 2000 it was like 2018 i had wrestled airwolf uh, Kyle Creed and uh, Jeff Cobb. I mean, the match was good, but I still didn't feel comfortable with me, you know. So until 2019, really, I was really perfecting like every every craftsmanship of of uh, the industry, the in ring work, the more of the little bit character stuff, a little bit. I'm not really a big uh, technical guy, but I was even trying to work on like a little bit of technician stuff just to be, you know, a, a guy with all all tricks and all trades and you know, how they say. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, the, the things that, you know, a lot of people look for is the well-polished wrestler. You have people out there that can be, you know, amazing technical wrestlers, but just, you know, have the personality of a fucking snail, you know, or it could yeah. be, you know, Mr. Charismatic and then, you know, can't do a hip toss. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, it, and it's crazy, you know, that and, and it's it's kudos to you that, you know, you're willing to you know, broaden your horizons and, and, and polish your craft because a lot of people I find in the business, some of the struggles that I hear a lot of indie wrestlers or up and coming guys or guys that are in training that, you know, I talk to and, and by no means am I any kind of, you know, wrestling, you know, trainer or professional wrestler myself, but, you know, it's stuff that from the fans point of view, we see these things, you know, we're saying, wow, this guy's like, he's awesome on the mic, but like, he's so sloppy in the ring where I see guys that are yeah. just amazing, like can do, you know, all kinds of like high spots and technical work and, you know, but then they just sound so robotic on the mic. So um, when you were doing all this training and uh, doing the technical work, who did you reach out to? Did you go back to the original school that you went to or were you just picking the brains of people that you were having matches with? Man, I started, I, I went back to my school and things like that, but uh, Caleb, I have like a little two minute like chain session like two minutes in like two minutes in 
and uh, one person to tag out, and the other guy that was in the middle to stay in, and then when, uh, when he'd get that guy out and another person to come in or whatever. But I start taking the change thing more seriously. Like, like when I used to do the change in there, like I took it seriously, but I would, you know, always be on the character shit. I always be talking and, you know, trying to make stuff bigger and all that. But after a while, I stopped doing that. I started, like, really focusing on, okay, let me see if I can do this move. And then if, if it's looking, like, crazy, Caleb would be like, what you trying to do? And I'd tell him, he's like, you got to do it like this. And I'm like, okay, so i do it like that. And sometimes he'll get frustrated. And I'm like, no, I'm really trying to learn how to how to, how to to do this. Like, I, I need to know how to do this. And then I get it down. It, it'll take probably, like, a week or two for me to get it. But I, I get it down. Then I start traveling. I went to uh, one fall school. And then now, now it's the Nightmare Factory. I went to I went to there. I end up going to um I know I end up getting going to a big time wrestling show and Robert Gibson was there and he was teaching us some chain stuff and just in the ring because we was we set up a ring and things like that and I was just hitting the rope and he had got in the ring with us with me and Lucky Ali and he taught us some things and then um 2000, 2020 I went down to WWN to train with Frankie and, and uh, Tony Storm. And um, and learn learn some more stuff. So I, I started like going different places. Now, where's the furthest also, also, that you've been? Um, furthest I've been was hmm, and maybe it was uh, Salt Lake uh, City, Utah. Okay. Maybe it was. I know. I know. I've been to Minnesota. I've been to Texas. Uh, I've been in Georgia, Georgia countless times. Um, I've been to New York, uh, Florida countless times. North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia. Um, shit, that's all I know on top of my, oh, Baltimore, um, yeah, that's all I know right now, actually, on top of my head, Indiana, too, so. Now, let me ask, because a lot of people ask me this question, how do you get booked for different promotions? I mean, do, do people come to you? Do you kind of, like, send, you know, a resume to people? Like, how do you get booked for all these different types of shows? I mean, you can you can send resumes and things like that, but also if say if a promoter's at a show that you work and you don't even know that the promoter is there, and then all of a sudden after the match, promoter talks to you and things like that, and we want to get you down at so and so or whatnot. And also, you know, uh, word of mouth too, word of mouth, and also who who you honestly friends with. The wrestling business is just like the Hollywood business. If you know if you know this big time director. Things like that. He'll give you a role in um in, in one of his films, and the main not the main main character, but you know you'd be a co-star, you know. So now I've had people who want to get into wrestling, have shown some you know mild interest into it, and they come up with the excuse they just say you know I, I just I can't afford to do it. I can't afford to travel. I can't afford to fly out to Salt Lake, Utah, and get paid you know a hundred bucks if that for the night and be able to fly back and forth. What were some of the struggles you had when you were doing something like that? Was it, I mean, did you ever get discouraged and feel like, you know, I don't know if I can do this? No, I never, I never got discouraged because if there's a will, there's a way. I know it's cliche to say, but I, I really believe that. Cause honestly, I don't, I don't have a, a active vehicle. Like I have people, I have like drivers that drive me around because I have a, uh, I have to go get my license taken care of because I did, again, dumb shit. Just nobody recorded it. Oh, I didn't record it. I had wrecked like three, four parked cars uh, at my high school. And so my license is like it's suspended indefinitely. So I have to go back home to get that taken care of to actually get, get back on the road. So I don't really have uh, 
a license or or a car. Well, I do have a car. Me and uh, me and um, my father have went half on a on a on a Cadillac. So I have a car, but I just got to get the license to really drive. So I I have drivers like drive me around and pick me up and things like that. And also flying out to to places, um, you got to save up your own money. I, I had a whole bunch of merchandise in there. I like the merchandise sold out. I'm about to get some more t-shirts. So you just go, you just take, you just use what you know your priority. You're like all right, I have, oh like say for example, I want these three hundred dollars shoes, but I know I got to fly out to to let's say Denver next week, and the flight is is like two hundred dollars round trip there and back. You know, you got to pick, like, uh, do I really want these shoes or do I need to get to this show? Or maybe you got to talk to the promoter and be like, hey, you mind flying me out? And, uh, like, flying me out, or, or if not, I'll just fly all my, myself out. And half the time, they'd be like, yeah, then we can fly you out, whatever, you know, give you what you need. Um, I have taken, like, trains, uh, places that, like, that my drivers didn't want to, like, drive all the way out there. I have taken, like, trains. I took in uh, airplanes. I took in uh Buses like Greyhound, Mega Bus, all that shit, man. So and like if it's a will, there's there's a way, you know. If you do say you can't afford to travel, maybe you need to, you know, this this hustle basically. Like if you if you if you say you you're an artist, like you paint art, you paint, and um, maybe you need to sell some of your artwork. I think you paint, like man, this is you know this is real good, and you showing your friends all they like, oh yeah, man, this is this is like really dope, man. This is a nice picture. And you, they, you're getting good feedback, and you're like, all right, I need to sell this. And they're like, and whoever wants to buy, and like, how much is it? Okay, it's, this is two fifty. And and they don't want to, they don't see two fifty in the value in your work. That's okay, that's fine because somebody's gonna pay that two fifty because they're gonna see that value in the work that you put in the effort. So that's two fifty right there that you may go ahead and fly out to maybe a Texas or maybe to a New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just about basically like priorities, basically like which more is more important. And things like that, and if you want to take a cheaper route, shit, the mega bus only like twenty five dollars. <laughs> so, so I mean, <laughs> bring your own snacks. <laughs> yeah, bring nah, your I own snacks. You. Man, all that. So, I hear you. So I mean, uh, what is something about the business that you enjoy the most, and what's something that you would like to see changed? Whether it's you doing the change or just in general seeing it changed. Uh, this 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 uh buddy buddy friendship shit. I mean Hollywood's gotten better about you know trying to cast some some films try to you know get some producers and some films and casting agents trying to be better about uh casting the actual right actor for the role. Um, I just wanted that to see that in wrestling. You know, don't don't give this guy a shot because oh yeah I know him he's my friend he's that another. You see a young guy, or not even a young guy, if you see the older vet veteran that you know he's perfect for the role, he's perfect for, for what you're looking for, choose him. Don't choose, you know, your buddy from down the street that you go get drunk with on a Saturday night. Don't do not do that, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, ta- talent is going to prevail regardless. So if you don't give him a shot, somebody else will eventually give him a shot. It may take him a couple, couple years or a couple months or maybe a couple weeks or whatever you want to put it. But somebody's gonna give 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 that person a shot, him him or her. So that's one thing I really want to see change with the wrestling business. Is just you know stop it, stop the the buddy buddy. You actually actually have an eye, a director's eye, actually for real talent. Now something that I was fielding some questions from people out there who 
I told you were going to be on. And then there were people that, you know, clearly knew who you were. And then there were other people that had no idea who you were. And one of the questions that I kept getting and I thought was really intriguing and I wanted to ask is what is it what does it mean to you to be a black wrestler? And I say that in a way where, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it shouldn't matter. But you see just like the evolution of women's wrestling. And now you're starting to see a lot of, you know, wrestlers like in WWE when you see guys like the Hurt Business and, you know, you see yeah. Bianca Belair now winning the, the Royal Rumble as a, a black woman winning the Royal Rumble. So what does it mean to you and what kind of a responsibility do you feel that you, you carry on to be able to do that? Um, representation matters. It, it clearly matters. And <clears throat> sorry, it matters, uh, of course, especially in this day and age. And we've been needing 1990s or 1980s, however far back you want to go with it. But I don't. I don't want to just be seen as, oh, he's a black filmmaker. No, this this scene as a as a filmmaker that, that happens to be black, but he makes he makes good scenes, he makes good movies, he has good matches. So to me, it doesn't it doesn't really I don't really carry no weight. I carry uh, a different type of responsibility because now I have uh, two understudies. They can I have two kids, a boy and a girl. So they're they're they are my like my reasoning. To, to make the right decisions or, or to keep going or what I'm going to have to do when I have a family back at home with my mom and things like that. So I don't look at the pressure of being a black man from that. I look at the pressure of I have a whole family that I have to really take care of. You know what I'm saying? So that's the pressure that I get from that. I don't get any pressure from just being a, a, a black man wrestling or a black man as a filmmaker slash actor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, But like again, representation definitely matters. Yeah, he said it was, and shout out to all the fans that were tweeting in and DMing me questions on Instagram, asking about it, because again, it's a big topic, you know, not just in pro wrestling, but I think you know, just in the society that we, in the world that we live in right now, you know, so a lot of people are looking for that representation, someone that they can cling on to and say, you know, like you said, you got understudies, you got kids, you got people out there that are looking at you as you know someone that they can, you know, say, you know, I can do that, you know what I mean. Forget what mama yeah, told was, you. You can be Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, representation matters. Like, where I'm from, I'm like, I'm, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina. A lot of people be like, oh, yeah, you know, you're from the beach. Why would you leave the beach? First of all, I don't like the beach. But, uh, <laughs> but they, I'm from Wilmington, and a lot of people don't really, really make it out to, to do what they say they want to do. Like, I had a lot of people that be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a football player. And then they go to college, and they, and, they they stop playing football. Like they just for some reason they start in love with it. Or they gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna be a doctor and they're not they're not a doctor no more. They they out here doing doing other things. So I and there's only like a couple of people that really like made it out from, from where I'm from. So that's why I'm like I wanna make it out and show people from where I'm from that you can you can make it out and be something of yourself. And I also wanna wanna bring up that uh, the feel and the access and somebody from, from the hood see me they be like yo that's movie Mike and then and uh, maybe their mom or maybe their cousin be like you know he's from Wilmington North Carolina right what he's from here he, he on there there's no way they google me Wilmington North Carolina oh shit mm-hmm. I, I can be a wrestler I can be basketball player I can be whatever, whatever the fuck I want to be because he's from here and he made it he made it on there so that's 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 one one big thing that I also want to bring back to to the field of, of the industry 
And that's got to be an amazing feeling, too, to be able to say that you represent, you know, Wilmington and your town and your hood, you know, and people will see you doing big things, you know, like you, you got to admit, like that is a little bit of like a boost, you know, for motivation there to, you know, confidence to want to keep doing more. Because I know if I saw somebody from my town that was, you know, doing big things and, you know, it just it's it's motivating, man. Yeah. So appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. So, what is, what is your long-term goals? I mean, everybody wants to go wrestle on this promotion or this show. Mm-hmm. Like, what do, where do you want to see yourself? Even if it's you know short-term, you know, but like ultimate goal. Like, do you have goals that you want to achieve? Um, my main goal really is to be, uh, with a company that appreciate me, a company that is genuine, a company that will listen listening to my ideas or give my ideas some thought or maybe, you know, of what I want to do, make me feel comfortable. Don't ever put me really in a uh a not a comfortable position. I mean I know like, you know, it's life, you know, you know, wrestling is a job or whatever, so you may have to be in that, but don't keep putting me in uncomfortable positions. So, you know, somewhat somewhat care for me, so any any company really, that, whether that be WWE, AEW, ROH, uh, Impact, you know, whatever, whatever company, whatever company that I feel like I will get, they will get probably used properly, uh, treated fairly, things of that nature. And then I, I honestly really want to dip into actual uh, cinematics. I really want to dip into uh, the Hollywood industry, um, whether it be uh, a, a actual full big time director or uh, a actor. I actually have a um, movie that I'm supposed to be filming in April. It's called. It's an indie film. It's called Summer Party Two. It's a guy named Dwayne Edwards. Edwards. I think I said his last name correct. Yeah, he's the director, and I'm. Uh, I'm in. I'm in his film. It's like a, a horror film, an indie horror film. So yeah. So that's cool. Using the wrestling to kind of branch out and do more things you know, of some of the talents that you, you've, you naturally had and picked up. And, you know, I always hear people say, when I ask the question, like, what is your main goal? What is the end goal? And a lot of people back in the day used to say, you know, everybody wants to go to WWE. And now there's so yeah. many other avenues, you know, now it's like, now people are like, that answer is not always, you know, WWE. Now people will say, oh, I want to go to AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, you know, what have you, New Japan. Um, how much of that wrestling do you actually get a chance to watch? With travel, you know, just being everyday life, how often do you get to watch different uh, promotions? Um, I have like a day where like I watch wrestling. Um, I just like it'd be like a random day. Like, I just watch a whole bunch of wrestling. I've had like one day I just watch a whole bunch of wrestling. I watch mostly really like independent like wrestling. You know, like oh, I like what they're doing. At so and so, let me try to reach out to them, things of that nature. So I really, really mostly independent. I, I, you know, Twitter, Twitter, you can keep up with, you know, the majors. You can keep up with WWE, AEW, or whatever. So it really, really just one one day I just, you know, just watch a whole bunch of wrestling. I really watch independent wrestling. Really watch uh, old wrestling like 2003, although that's my time period, but I still want to go back. But, right, let me watch it from this view. Let me study how Kurt Angle did this. Or let me study how, how Randy Orton sold that arm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
Well, I'm an advocate in say that you can't watch too much wrestling. You know, I watched 24 hours of, you know, Fight Forever uh, over the weekend. Yeah. That, was, so, that was a good show. That was a good show. It was. There was some There was some good stuff on there. I, I will admit there was a couple times that I dozed off, you know, but I, I powered through. It's 24 and, hours, man. It's yeah, hard. it's 24 hours, you know. It's, it's hard to do 24 hours of anything, you know, but – um, you know, I just, I hunkered down, you know, I, I outlasted the, uh, the little mini power surge blackout they had, you know, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good. What was your favorite match on there? My favorite match on there, in all honesty, like, I think the, uh, the, uh, the iron match was really was good. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was, that was one of my, my favorite ones. I've seen him a couple of times, you know, I've seen him, you know, on, uh, when MLW was in Philly, you know, so I've, I witnessed him and. I I like the guy because he you know, he gives that that natural like you you just naturally want to hate him you know <laughs> like I yeah. don't know what it is but you know when he would come out I'm just like I really fucking hate this guy you know but he's got the talent but I was really yeah, yeah, uh, I was really impressed with a lot of the women's wrestling too just because yeah you know I'm a big big supporter of women's wrestling you know as any other you know wrestling but just be able to have that spotlight to be able to go out there and, you know, perform, you know, and just seeing different talents that I've witnessed in other shows, you know, now I'm seeing like, now you're, you're essentially worldwide. You're on YouTube, you know, you're, you're given a platform and a stage to kind of showcase your talents. So I thought that was really cool. So I was really, uh, really tuned in for a lot of the, uh, the women's stuff, you know, seeing, uh, just, you know, just all of it, man. It was just, it was a really, you know, for what they were able to do, you know, is uh, kudos to, you know, game-changing wrestling because, again, that was just something that had never been really done before, 24 hours of wrestling. Yeah, it was, it was, it was history-making. And then uh, 24 hours of wrestling, a long, what, long Ironman match, but Jordan Oliver did, like, what, two, what, two hours or something like that? Yeah, he holds the, it, he, I think he's number three in the record books now. Uh, the first ever uh, style war between Treehouse Lee and uh, Joey Janela. So, you know, Bad Boy versus Rad Boy. Like, there's a lot of good things on there. Uh, Black Label Pro did something with uh, Rob Killjoy. That was that was a, a good match. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I didn't, I, I, look, I couldn't watch all of it. I, after, like, two hours, I'm like, all right, I'm done, man. I'm going to go ahead and go to sleep and go ahead and work out in the morning. I just see the rest of it on, on Twitter. So. I hear you. No, my, my, my eyes were, like, starting to burn from trying to stay awake for so long. But, you know, I, there was – I mean, there was people that I wanted to see, you know, wrestle too, you know, like just like you said, you know, Joey Janela being from New Jersey, you know, um, uh, Faye Jackson, like – you know, I got to see her one of her very first matches in my own hometown, yeah. you know, so to see her, you know, progressing and just, you know, going on to, you know, and then Jimmy yeah. Lloyd, I've yeah. had Jimmy Lloyd on the podcast, you know, Jimmy fucking Lloyd, you know, so it's like the guy's just been, you know, through hell and back with some of his matches. So it was just cool. And then to see a lot of these guys, not only did they wrestle. But from what I heard, you know, is they were because of COVID situations, they were, you know, they weren't trying to have a lot of people lingering around. So there were guys that were wrestling, had to leave the building, come back and wrestle another match. So, I mean, just just go show you the love and dedication to, you know, wanting to be a, a pro wrestler. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what is what is your ultimate dream match? If you're playing Booker right now and you're promoting a show like who would you love to wrestle? If they're, you know, and it can be anybody, all, all time, you know, Hall of Famers, you know, present, past, alive, 
you know, deceased, like who would be your ultimate match you would want to have? Um, really, I, I really don't have one, honestly, man. I I wrestle anybody; it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I really don't have one. I never really thought of, thought about like an actual dream match, really, with me. So, so I can't answer that one. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe when my son gets older, maybe I wrestle him. <laughs> That'd probably be my dream match right there. You guys could, you know, form a tag yeah. team or something. You know what I mean? A fa- father son tag team. You know and. Yeah, you'd be like I, the LeBron I, I, I James my, and Bronny of the of the wrestling yeah, world. Oh you know? man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want my I want my daughter and my son to get into the industry if if interested. I wanted them to uh to form a little team. One maybe a director, whatever he wants to be, and uh and the other one to be the star of the team or whatnot. So if they want to do that type deal, you know that's, that's a match right there for Vince. You know to have a main event, first ever in the gender uh, main event, <laughs> a man versus woman. So. There you go. There you go. So let everybody know where they can find you at online because online presence is, is huge. Like you think about it, like if, you, if you're not online, you're basically invisible and you know, not a, yeah. not a, you can't see me, John Cena invisible. Like, you, like nobody knows who you are. <laughs> so like, where can people yeah. find you at online? Um, you can find me on YouTube. My YouTube channel is movie micron. It's spelled M Y K R I N. Uh, my Twitter is uh, underscore movie micron. Oh no, sorry, that's my Instagram. My Instagram is underscore movie micron. My Twitter is just movie micron. Uh, Facebook, you know, my viewers want to get me on Facebook. Uh, movie Mike on Facebook. Um, that's really. I don't have a TikTok. I think TikTok is whack to me. Is uh, <laughs> I'm not a TikTok fan. So yeah, that's all my socials. I can't. I can't even keep up with all the socials anymore. I don't have a TikTok. I don't have a Snapchat. You know, I haven't even jumped into Clubhouse yet. You know, I, I know people are yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, what the hell is this clubhouse thing? Man, I mean, people are, I mean, people love it, you know, and now I'm starting to hear, I heard a report on the, on the radio that, you know, now they're starting other social media companies are starting to do their own version of it. I mean, it's like anything you see how like you had, uh, what was it? Was it back in the day? Was it, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. It was like Periscope or something. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Periscope. So, and then you had that and then it's like. Then uh, Instagram did stories and then, you know, Facebook does stories and like Twitter's doing these things called like, uh, uh, like, I forget what they're calling it now. It's like something they're basically it's going to be just like Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, a lot. I mean, it's just like I feel like any of these things, like I just kind of give it time before I really jump into it because I'm like eventually it's just going to come to one of the, the platforms that I'm already using. So I don't really need yeah. to get up on Clubhouse like that when I know I'm going to be able to do it on Instagram or I'm going to be able to do it on Twitter. I honestly, I honestly think TikTok will fade out just like Vine. You remember Vine? Yeah. A little seven, nine second minute and Vine faded out. But TikTok going to last probably like three to five years and then it's going to fade out and something else is going to going to appear. Oh, also one more show. So I do want to see You're right. It's too, it's too many. It's too many socials. <laughs> it's too many socials. You can't uh, keep up with all No, you can't. One social that I... I do want to mention is me and my uh, great friend, Big Time Yacht's podcast, uh, We Ain't From Here Pod. He's from originally uh, New York City. He moved to Charlotte uh, like around like seven, eight grade year. And so we got together and we did a podcast. You can get it on uh, Spotify. Um, it's coming soon to iTunes Radio, uh, some other radio thing like Radio uh, Fastly, whatever. You know, he deals, he deals with all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, but, but one for sure, you can uh, check us out on uh, Spotify. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And and if anybody that just didn't get all that, you know, good old Google search. You know, you just go on Google yeah. and just search movie Mike. Um, and I and I hope after this whole podcast, like I said, I feel like you know maybe maybe I can call you movie Neil. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, I... yeah, yeah, we we kind of you got halfway. Up. Got All right, halfway. am I warming up to that now? You know, to that level. You're warming you know? up to you. Yeah, maybe uh, if, I, if I have a, a shootout in uh, Pennsylvania and I see you at the show, I'll let you know. You know, next next time I'm uh, I'm premiering something there. I'll let you know and I see you out there, you know, maybe, 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 maybe you call me movie. Yeah, don't, don't have me sitting in the crowd <laughs> screaming movie and you looking at me like, yo, who is this dude? You know, like, why do you scream, why you scream my name like that? But, uh, <laughs> it's been really cool having you on and getting to know you a little bit. And, uh, I'm glad that I, I couldn't sleep one night and turned on fight TV and, and saw you perform and, you know, reached out to you, uh, you know, all the potential in the world. And it's super exciting to see young, new talent, um, coming up because like I said I watched Fight Forever and I seen a lot of talent on there that I'm like I remember when this person was wrestling you know in front of like 50 people you know and now they're yeah. you know on YouTube and then next thing you know they're doing AEW Dark and then they're on you know Dynamite or you know NXT you know so it's it's really cool to watch to, uh, the process um, you know I mean we're real big we're real big on trust the process here in Philly so you know we've learned to oh, become, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> we've learned I know. to become yeah, patient <laughs> it's not the yeah, easiest damn process for like 12 years. Oh God. You know, we've, we've worked on the patient's virtue, uh, here in Philly for a while. So, um, again, it's been really cool to have you on and we keep, uh, keeping an eye on you and hopefully to see and, and hear more things from you in the future. Thank you, man. I appreciate being on, man. Oh, this is your filmmaker movie, Mike, and you are listening to Mick Master B on MMB radio. Now that. 30K.